G'day golfers. Ever found yourself redirecting blame and making excuses after having an absolute shocker on a golf course? I know that I have. Range was closed, I was a little cold, didn't warm up, I hit it in those three old divots. Then we have the podcast for you. We focus on how to fundamentally own your swing. Strike it pure and consistently shoot in the 70s. Be it if you're a weekend hack, retired and playing daily, a school phenom or a tour professional. We present and discuss facts and physics pertaining to golf, trying to keep our ego and opinion at bay. We dispel myths such as keep your head down, bend your knees, or my all-time favourite game improvement irons. So stop drinking that mythical Kool-Aid and have a sip of ours. I think you'll find it both inspiring and refreshing. I'm Scott Young, founder of Swing, PGA professional and ex-tour player. And together with physical therapist Dr. Sean Joyce, welcome to Pivot the Path. G'day golfers and welcome back to Pivot the Path. Good morning, morning. SJ. How are you? Doing well. We got Christmas right around the corner. So uh, happy or Merry Christmas to anyone uh, Absolutely. celebrating. Absolutely. What do you, what's Christmas morning look like for you, mate? Uh, I'll be in Colorado back oh, home. back home. So yeah, we're going to go up to this, this real cool old hotel called Broadmoor in, in Colorado. Uh, my grandmother grew up down there. And so that it's a place so we've gone cool. to over and over and it, it, it's this beautiful hotel sat at the bottom of the mountains. Oh, that's amazing. They've got two golf courses there that are quite nice. Miles, spa, how all is that Miles? Stuff. Is, he, is he all right? Miles, yeah, 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 doing better. Yeah, doing he's, better so. he's getting back up to speed. So I'm hoping, Hopefully you know, the depending on what wrong. weather's like, we could have golf snow course. or we could be out there playing some golf. So, so what do you, what is, what is Miles and, uh, and Son, what do you guys play for? What's the general bet? Oh, that's a good question. What do you we need to start table? getting some some wagers out there. We usually don't bet on a whole oh, lot. And my brother on. will come out and join us too. So oh, that's awesome. Now we'll have to get the bets going. But uh, maybe it will be something around where we're staying and someone's cleaning up. If yeah, they cleaning up. Yeah. Love the old. Love the old cleaning up. Uh, so that's – and how old's the ballpark, the mansion, hotel? Hundreds oh, of I don't know. It's old. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, by U.S. standards, yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but where Marie grew up, she's like, well, it's not 600 years old. I'm yeah, interested. yeah, exactly. But and it's probably about, early 1900s. So what's Marie's family do on a Christmas? What's a Danish Netherlands? Oh, um, a Dutch do? one. Uh, they get together mostly. So they're they're all about quality time, their yeah, family. Yeah. So they get together, eat, drink, be merry. Um, and they, like we talked about a couple weeks back, they get second Christmas. So they oh, stretch they it out. It. Yeah. So Christmas for us is obviously crazy. We've got four kids. Our number three, our beautiful Valentina tends to go a little crazy okay so she is still in the santa realm and uh just loves santa claus so <laughs> that's awesome it's it's usually a, a 4 a.m kind of i'm waiting yeah and you, comes are you out like coming a down off the roof absolutely all right little guy now starting to get into christmas and cool. father christmas i remember the first time we took him in fact it's probably the first time we took all the kids sitting on some stranger's lap <laughs> With this red, they just, they all like tear up. Yeah. But now the cult's kind of, oh, I got you, big guy. Okay, yeah, nice. Big guy's, big guy's going to bring some presents. Yeah, cool. Uh, our biggest thing, and we've, we've talked about this before, is the Christmas tree. So hopefully we yeah. get a Christmas tree that I don't have to use a chainsaw because that would be bad. Yeah, you're going to need a big tree with enough space for all those presents. Yeah. Poor yeah, kids. Yeah. So we love, Christmas is very important in our in our house. And and back home, they'll be uh, having a nice warm Christmas. So that'll be that'll be awesome, mm -hmm. and so that leads us to a bit of what are we going to talk about today, and and kind of 
news that's circulating the media is is Rory resigning from the PGA Tour Policy Board. And to be brutally honest, I didn't know what the Policy Board was, so I gave it some <laughs> research. And it's basically an organization of four or five non-golfers and five or six tour players. And they basically create a committee to say, hey, what product are we putting out there? And, and we should be the governing body of what that product looks like. And yeah. so I'd love there to be more ladies represented in the non-golf or even have an LPGA tour lady uh, present, but obviously they're different organizations, but mm -hmm. definitely have a couple more ladies on the board. Uh, it's very stacked with guys. We've got to grow this game because again, I'm coming from ladies are built to play golf because they've got hips that move. Yeah. So maybe we should give them a bigger voice in the golf space. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so anyway, the noise is that he's he's resigned from that, but really, I mean, the guy's flat out. He's got the TGL, he's got his golf game, he's got Taylor, yeah, he's got- So much going on. Yeah, so much going on. So uh, Jordan's taken over. I've never met Jordan, but he seems like a really good dude. Yeah. So they seem in good spirits, in good space. Uh, so that's 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 interesting. I, I think the media just makes so much of it. Yeah. Like, get on with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just get on and play. And then today we're, we're going to kind of circle back on that how to how to practice. Yeah. So last week we we talked about kind of mid handicap and up, and now we want to get the layout practice structure for the the lower handicap. Absolutely. So the lower handicap are obviously where you and I live. Uh, I love teaching guys and girls who have never played. My, so my sister, who's just clicked over 50, has started playing golf for the first time. That's awesome. Welcome awesome. to the game. Anna, welcome to golf. I absolutely love it. Surprised with all the golf you've played. Uh... You know, my sister's a legend. My sister is a very unique individual. <laughs> the, the mold was certainly cracked when, when that one came along. Yeah. She's awesome. I absolutely adore her. Um, no, I never got into it. You okay. know, always my sister goes at quite a high pace yeah. of life. And so I think golf was always too slow. And yeah. Now that she's uh, getting into into some finer years of her life, over 50, she's now playing golf, which is awesome. And yeah. she's extremely athletic. She's going to love it. So Anna said, how do I practice? So we bought her a molded grip. And that's that you can get on eBay or on Amazon. And from our website, it's a little molded grip. And I got Anna to basically put a glove on. And I do the same thing with the girls. If I set up to a target, my glove logo faces the target or my watch for a, a right-hander. If I'm a left-hander, my glove logo faces to the target. And then from there, as I swing the club back, my watch faces the ground on the way back. If I look at a target, I'm doing this on, U on YouTube, so for all our radio listeners, if we say 12 o'clock's the target, the golf ball is in the middle of our stance and behind us is six o'clock. So pretend we're hitting on a six o'clock clock. 12 o'clock's the target, six o'clock is behind us. Glove logo starts at 12 o'clock. As I turn, glove logo faces the ground. Glove logo points to six o'clock and then hips before hands. Anna does that and she'll be absolutely yeah, right. So as start right. kind of grooving the movement pattern in sequence. Absolutely. With so no no club in there. It's just club. the grip. You do not need a golf club. So it, it's just getting to understand the basic geometry of a golf swing. Yeah. And that's great for, you know, we're in New York City here, of course. So if you don't have a whole lot of space, you can't be swinging a club around in a, a big empty room in your house. You can practice. Stuff. Oh, that reminds me. This is totally off the cuff. So Tony was an old client of mine. I haven't seen Tony. He was from Advisors, TPPA Advisors. So he reminds me. So I have a smash bag here, like an yeah. impact bag. And so this is 
12, 15 years ago. And Tony goes, oh, I'm going to buy an impact bag for Christmas. So his wife buys him an impact bag and we have an impact bag here and we put towels in it and an impact bag just reinforces impact. I would recommend you don't buy one because it's actually not great on your shoulders. But Tony is a big dude. Anyway, Tony puts the impact bag on his dining room leg. What he didn't tell me was his dining room, because you had to stop it. Every time you hit an impact bag, it moves forward. So Buggerlug says, well, if I put my impact bag on his dining room um, leg, it'll stop the impact bag moving forward. It was glass. <laughs> so he hits this impact bag. Oh, no. The bag hits the leg. The leg shatters. The entire glass table, which he said was, and I'm this was 12, 15 years ago, but it was over 10 grand. Oh. He said his wife had a heart. He goes, thanks, youngie. That was a great <laughs> drill. So... Ever, ever since that day, Tony, shout out. I haven't seen you for a decade. He moved, I think he moved to Charlotte to work for Bank of America. Um, don't put your impact bag on a glass dining room leg. Oh, That's crazy. expensive lesson That's to learn expensive. There. Yes, you, getting back, you don't need a golf club. Moulded mm -hmm. grips are fantastic. They're 10 bucks and it teaches you how to grip a golf club pretty well. And then from there, logo to target, logo down, logo to six o'clock, hips before. Hey, you could be in the airport working on it. Yeah, absolutely. That's like the Zoolander you got me doing, moving my shoulders. Yeah, exactly. You can be in the golf course on the airport lounge doing your yeah, Who group. cares what people think? So let's get a little more serious to the, the better golfers. And this is this is our bread and butter. Again, like any movement, just ask yourself how you are on the day. Yeah. Before you start competing and improving habit, it's a cognitive thing which requires, you know, a fair bit of concentration. Am I in a good headspace? Is my body in a good spot? Yeah, take stock of where you're at take and then you can, at. you know, tailor your plan for that day around what you're bringing to the table. Yeah. And so what you're bringing to the table is 40 minutes and getting back to the average golfer, we believe has about an hour of good, solid concentration to perform a complex task. Remember, swinging a golf club is a pretty complex task. Yeah. Actually, we've mixed this seating up and it's, I'm not used to talking yeah, it's to a little this strange. Side. The boss is getting us to change things up. <laughs> she hates when I say that too. Um and so what's a complex task? Well, as we get a little bit better, and I firmly believe that every golfer under a 15 handicap should be able to shape the ball both ways. Mm. That is an absolute must. Yeah. So we, we last week we spoke about that 10 and above handicap. All right, let's dive into, I believe every single golfer should be off a, a single figure handicap. I think that's totally, well, we've proved it in here. We are getting all our golfers to be single figures. Yeah. So if you want to get down to single figures, come and, and join swing a lot more because we'll, we'll actually get you there. Yeah. Uh, you just got to practice the right way. It's a huge piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you come in and do your, do your movement for your own body and it's mm -hmm. so subtle and it's so simple, but you know what to do. Yeah. Same thing with the golf swing. Right? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Be really structured. So our job is to then work on that face to path, but unlike the 10 and above, for me, that 10 and below is that nine shot drill, which we did at Sleepy. Yeah. So this is where we pivot here a little bit and say, look, if you're just starting golf, anything from 10 up, just get inside with face less than path. Below 10, I want you to be able to go low draw, medium draw, high draw, low fade, medium fade, high fade for a right-hander, and then low straight, medium straight, high straight. Yeah. Straight being the hardest shot in golf because you have to have face and path at zero. Yep. You have to hit the middle of the club base. Mm -hmm. And you must not have too much forward shaft lean because as you lean the shaft forward, 
the face orientation is right. Yeah. That's why everyone says, oh, straight shot's easy. No, a dead straight golf shot's the hardest shot in golf hardest because thing, yeah. everything has to line up. Yeah, and you don't see very many good players hitting just straight balls all day. There's always a bit of curve, Usually, right? Usually, I think the easiest way to play really good golf is to be ever so slightly outside, pretty square, and mm -hmm. have forward shaft lean. Okay. Coming from the inside with slight forward shaft lean is going to have a slight draw, but there's Nicholas played his most of his career with a little fade. Yeah. Um, I think it gets back to he picked up his left ankle, therefore his internal and external rotation I think is tighter than what we what we knew. I'd okay. love to get Mr. Nicholas in yeah. and do that internal rotation. Uh, most people, in my opinion, hit that little fade because of their hips. Okay. Just being a bit tight. Just being a bit tight. Mm -hmm. We'd have to actually measure that to see to see what that looks like, but but that's kind of what we're thinking. So again, when you're a good golfer, I think below 15's, you know, good 15, 10 handicap, we want you to be able to hit that ball both ways. And we'll get to how to hit a fade a little later. But your first 30 minutes of structure is I want you to be able to say, as we did at Sleepy, I'm going to start this at the left tree and it's going to fade back, and I'm going to have a medium ball flight. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to move the ball back in my stance. So I'm going to start this at the left tree and hit a low bullet fade. And then I'm going to have the ball in the middle of my stance. I'm really going to work that posterior tilt to get the ball up nice and high. Remember, we need to get that pelvis moving up through impact, which gets back to the hip flexors, and lo and behold, mm -hmm. you're the most important person to get really people moving. Really hard to get that tilt with all really that Really hard to get attention. that tilt up. But we should be able to go low fade, medium fade, super high fade. Low draw, ball moves back. As the ball moves back, the face has more right orientation, so mm -hmm. you've got to take that into account. So for all those podcast listeners coming from Ireland, Scotland, my old favourite track, uh, Royal Long Reef in Sydney, it's a public track, it's awesome. Yeah, sounds 60 like bucks, water on every side. I went from Avondale hitting the ball sky high to being able to hit a five iron 10 feet off the ground. Yeah. How do we do that? You move the ball back. When you move the ball back, the face has more right orientation for a right-hander. For a left-hander, it's more left orientation. So as you move the ball back, you've got to toe the face in to make sure that the face-to-path doesn't get out of control. Mm -hmm. So then low draw, medium draw, high draw, and then the hardest one, straight, straight, straight. Yeah. And so we had, in the last episode, just laid out kind of from a time standpoint what to spend your time on. Um, and it was, you know, the five minute warm up, 40 minutes of the structure practice and routines and then recap at the end. Do you recommend the same recipe? I do. That recipe of warm up, you know, ask yourself who you are, yeah. what you bring to the table, take stock. That 40 minutes, 35 to 40 minutes is a very quantifiable time. And if you haven't got it in 30 minutes, you're not going to get it in the last 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So if you're struggling with shaping the ball, if you're struggling for the first 15 minutes, stop. Yeah. Try it the next practice session. Like we said last week, if you can't do it in two practice sessions, please don't come the third time, get a lesson. Mm -hmm. And so we always try and get people to understand that you should be able to control ball flight. Every single golfer who plays below 10, 12 handicap should be able to go draw and fade at will. Now, low draw, medium draw, high draw, that's one level above. Yeah. But every single golfer should be able to draw and fade at will. And so our job is to be able to bring that to the table. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really important. Yeah. You should be able to control that ball flight. I call it the nine shot, shot law. Low, medium, high. Low, medium, high. Straight, straight, straight. 
yeah. and go play golf. I know people talk about it as like windows that they see and you're hitting a ball through this window. So yeah. top right's that, you know, high draw and bottom left be the low fade. But. And so we took it to the golf course and, and we're going to do this obviously next year. We'll obviously shut down pretty well now. It's getting a little colder though. You might take out miles in the... Uh, yeah, in, it's still weather dependent. Weather if it's dependent. if it's warm enough, we talk that kind of mid 40s, a little what's higher, mi- better. What's miles? Is, what's his cutoff, do you think? 40? Uh, yeah, he's pretty hardy, though. I mean, though. heated vest, um, and heated yeah, vest, he's, uh, heated vest. He's got a heated vest just like the two of us, so that gives you a few extra degrees you can yeah, uh, dip totally. down into and still play. Um, but yeah, yeah, we make it out there. Who knows? Fingers crossed. So we, we as we did with, with Sean and, and uh, at Sleepy Hollow, we did that nine shot drill on the range. Yeah. What have I got? So now my practice for that 40 minutes of structure is then taken to the golf course. So what we do here is work on that nine shot drill. And the, the reason I'm so pedantic on this, again, try it once. If you can do it, great. You've got to be able to hit nine shots exactly. Start at left it must hit the green. Start at medium, high left, must hit the green. And then if you're down to scratch one or two, it's, okay, I'm going to start at left, even on animation, I'm going to start it at that tree, mm-hmm. and I must leave it on the low side of the pin so I would have an imaginary uphill putt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to play that nine-shot test and drill and that 40 minutes of structure. If I start one left and I finish the ball to the right of the flag, that's a fail. Yeah. If I start one left, I want to finish it to the left of the flag to simulate an uphill putt. Mm -hmm. And then maybe I hit three where I'm going. I'm going to start at left. I'm going to finish one left of the flag, and then I'm going to finish one right of the flag. Yeah. Ball control in practice. If you can't do it in practice, you're not going to do it out there. Yeah, it's not going to show up magically in the course. So we did that at Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, which was really interesting because you sit there and it just tells you exactly what you're working with that day. So when you go out on course, if you're not – hitting you know say it's the high draw or it's taking a lot of effort then probably shouldn't try to play that unless you absolutely have to absolutely but if there's one that feels easy you're consistent with it then that's a shot to start and with that's going to that change and last week i talked about when we had rain delays that was the thing that i just i just didn't get my head around that if i walked off the course with a draw Mm-hmm. two hours later, I might walk on the course with a fade. And yeah. I never understood that. But if you're still trying to play that draw, then ooh. If you short short green yourself, then you're going to really struggle. Yeah. So in indoor uh, animation, why I think it's better than outdoor is that we've got quantifiable data. Mm-hmm. And you can actually use the, the landing pointers. I must hit the screen left of the flag. On, yeah. And whenever you're doing these nine-shot drills, always do it to a green. Yeah. Yeah, set up the green. And and so will you go through and just run through the, the gamut of the nine shots and then, you know, step back, evaluate, do it again? Absolutely. And and to the point where I want to see what I can do and what I can't do. Mm-hmm. And usually at any skill level, it'll come up what you can't do. Yeah. Work on it. It'll tell you, yeah. If you can't do it, work on it the next practice session, next hour of practice. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the next day or next week. If you can't do it the second time, get a lesson. Yeah, and try and get a few more reps on the one shot you're trying Absolutely. to hit. Absolutely. And one shot should be your go-to stock. Yeah. And so for me, it's a, just a very slight draw. How about mm-hmm. you? Yeah, yeah, same. Just a slight little draw. And we've got Sean working fades and draws. That took us like a week. Yeah. Well, so- it was nice because I, I just felt like it was going to be so much harder. But it was really all setup, ball position, and just your start line and – and yeah. your intention. You must point the club face where you want the ball to start. 
you must return that club face to the identical position with a bit of forward shaft lean. Therefore, the face from a right-hander moves a little more right, left-hander moves a little left. But the main job of golf is to control that club face. That's yeah. all golf is. Yeah. People think it's crazy logo to the ground, but that keeps the face square to the body. And so that nine shot drill being perfected inside is always with an eight or a seven iron, because again, the math is easier. Not to go over this, but it's so important. My nine iron has this posture, which keeps my face square. Because I've got a longer lever, now my face opens, whether I'm left hand or right hand. So I always do that nine shot drill with an eight iron or a seven iron. And then once you've perfected that to answer your question, I do jump around a little bit. I do apologize. It drives <laughs> my beautiful wife crazy. But we do the nine shot drill with like an eight iron. And then we're going to do the nine shot drill with a longer club. Yeah. And for those scratchies, one, two, three handicap, which is you and I, you should be able to do nine shot drill with a driver. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's something that most people wouldn't even consider. Yeah. So instead of yesterday, there was a whip. Uh, what, what do we call it? A, weed whacker. Weed whacker. He was frustrated. I think it was external, nothing to do with his golf game. This chap must have hit, and he saw me watching, and I usually try and help out, but he was just in a bad mood. <laughs> Too far gone. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. He must have hit, without exaggeration, he must have hit 50 drivers yesterday. Yeah. I'm going to hit 10 drivers, 10 shot drill. Mm -hmm. If I do 10 again, low fade, medium fade, high fade, low draw, medium draw, high draw, straight, straight, straight. If I can do that with a driver, dude, it's pretty good. That's game Yeah, on. you're going to play good golf. Yeah. Huh? That's 10, you know, nine drives, 10 drives tops, mm -hmm. one to warm up. This guy hit 50. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. We're trying to change the culture here and saying, hey, be structured. We are trying to not be that facility where if you're having a shitty day, you're going to come in here and whack away. It's a waste of time. Come in here with purpose, be it movement, be it golf, be it both. Um, we have, I love when guys come in just to warm up. Big Bill yeah. came in the other day because he was, I, I can't remember what happened. I think he was away on a Friday. He missed group training. Mm -hmm. He came in on the Saturday morning. I'm like, yeah. oh, I love that. Come in, get the workout came in. in and... He came in, got his workout, didn't even hit a ball. I was yeah. so proud that we're doing some good stuff. So thank you, mate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that nine shot drill with eight irons and then do the nine shot drill with a five iron, then do nine shot drill with a driver. There's 30 shots. That's going to take you two sessions at least. Yeah. That's a really good test. Yeah. If you can't perform it once, try it the second time. If you can't perform it the second time, get a lesson. Yeah. And you but, get some feedback at what you're what you're swinging well with and what you're not. Absolutely. So okay, now I know other things I can work on. And then and then with us, it's the data because you'll know that if you can't do the high outside fade, so to hit a little fade, I'm having the same golf swing, but my stance is slightly open the face orientation. The math will tell you maybe you're coming too far from the inside. 99% of people whip the club to the inside going back. Therefore, the face opens. Therefore, having a face lesson path is really difficult. Mm -hmm. One of the harder shots in golf is to hit a fade, believe it or not, starting at left of target and controlling it. Everyone can hit a fade starting at the target and moving it right. Mm -hmm. Not many people can start it with control left and, and fading, yeah. which you did. You did really well. That that par three down the hill where you hit that five iron, five iron in the bunk, land in the bunker, all three of us were in the bunker. Oh, yeah. That was money. You're like, oh, I'm not going to hit that fade. Absolutely, you did. Yeah, just trust it. Just trust it. And if you've done this on the range or in your practice facility and you know, hey, I can hit that shot, then better chance you're going to do it on course if you know you've done it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think 
you can't perfect a skill on the golf course if you don't do it. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. So then we've got seven, eight, seven and eight iron, four and five irons, driver's nine shot drill, and then it's short game, short yeah. game, short game, short game. When you're starting to get down to that, that single figures, scratch, uh, tour player, at least 50% of your time should be short game. Yeah. So would we break up a bit of that, you know, practice for the the last episode, the 40 minutes of face to path we're working on? With short game? Now Absolutely. you do nine window, nine shot drill, and then short game, and Absolutely. that's kind of In half that and 40 half. 40 minutes. Yeah, definitely cool. half and half. If you love your golf, you have to do short game every session. Why wouldn't uh, then a high handicap do it? Because a basic short game for above a 10 handicap is a chip and run and a ground first flop shot. You only need two shots mm -hmm. to get down to about 15. You start getting down to below 10, I want you to play every shot. So we've got pitching. We've talked about this a little bit, half to half, half to full, full to full. We'll mm -hmm. get into pitching and short game in a later episode. Yep. Uh, we've got, and then chips. We've got low runners, ground first, ball first, high, nipper, spinner. Yeah. I mean, every shot under the sun. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of room for creativity bunker shots, there. Yeah. Ball first bunker, ground first bunker, super flop bunker. So yeah. short game should be at least 50% of your 40-minute allocated time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Without without fail. Yep. And we've got a beautiful short game complex in here that's that's superb. Mm -hmm. Right. So as as Hanukkah's here and, and Christmas and there's presents flying each way to Sunday. Yep. Uh, what we thought we could just illustrate, actually, they're all here at every simulator. So go by that driveway marker, getting back to the short game component. I get guys to chip with my sand iron. I actually put my girls' clubs upside down in their bags so they play a full round of golf with this rod. And what that does, it just stops your hands from breaking. Yeah. So that's a really good short game, short game little tip. So getting back to that little chipping and pitching, use the rod. And then what we've got is that grip. So that little molded grip is absolutely superb. So mm -hmm. Anna, shout out back home. This is what my sister practices yeah. with, the little molded grip. Glove logo, watch to target, watch to ground, watch to six o'clock, hips first. Yeah, it's perfect. And for anyone listening online who can't see, we've got what Scotty's talking about with the, uh, the, the wedge here is alignment rod is stuck through the grip on the top of the yeah, shaft and goes hard. all the way down yeah. in so it's just like a super extended club yeah so much. basically as i stand up here it just stops you from flipping the golf club so as i hit impact because the rod hits my body my hands can't flip so i keep the face square what's the game about face control so what this teaches me to do it teaches me to turn and it keeps the club face nice and quiet. yeah yeah so, super simple but super it, simple it works so well the only shot you can't do with that is a bunker shot, obviously, because yeah. the face, you have to flip your hands. Mm -hmm. So getting back to how to practice, we must employ 50% of that 30 to 40 minute bucket with short game. Yeah. Yeah. Short game. So we've got a down. really good, really good short game complex here, which I think is phenomenal. Yeah, it's great. You, yeah. It puts you through eight different shots. Yeah. Um, various distances and green and, and all of that. And then three shots each, you get scoring. Um, and so next time when you come back, you try and beat your score and it's pretty awesome. And we've got a young little seven, eight year old who gets like 90. I think, yeah. uh, Whitmer's the, the, the boss of that. I think Whitmer's up to about 130, plays off scratch at deep dale. Yeah, and, really good. And then it also built swings so we can actually chip from the black areas you may be able to see here. We can chip from, from side to side. So you can hit about a 30 meter 
chip here at Swing working and I made different uh, carpet underlays. So we can go from spongy to PGA Tour rock hard where you need your low bounce, spongy you need your high bounce. And so understanding short game at Swing, it's, it's ironic, you know, most of my good golfers, bearing in mind there's 480 odd golf courses within an hour and a bit of us, a lot of the questions are, oh yeah, but we can't do short game. Ironically, we do more short game at swing, I think, yeah. than any other lesson. Yeah. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, it's awesome. I short think game, short game, I mean short most game. people will come into and they get right on the uh the short game complex and yeah. just go through it. And Sean's Sean's short game has gone through the roof, I think, since you've joined. It's gotten a lot better. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot better. Yeah. So I do have one question regarding the short game there. So when you're in here practicing and I think this is important for people to keep in mind when they're doing short game is try and get on those different surfaces. Absolutely. Um, so when you go on course, you know, it's going to be a little different than just the mat. But if you know you're going to be playing this week, I'm playing somewhere that's really firm. We'll get your low bounce wedge and go Look hit a bunch of practice go. shots on the, the firm or vice versa. And we have we have long rough inlays. So the grass is about two inches thick. And again, the conversation is, well, how can I practice my bunkers at swing? Absolutely. Remember, a bunker is just friction. As the club comes down, if the sternum, so I'm looking at the camera here, your sternum, your chin is where the club hits the ground. So if I have my ball, which is my fist, behind my sternum, the club hits the ground, or in this case, synthetic grass, it's going to dig, which illustrates a sand, and the club goes under the ball, hits the sand, grabs the ball, and up she goes. So you can practice bunkers absolutely meticulously here at swing using synthetic grass. It doesn't have to be bunkers. Less mess. It doesn't have to be said. A little less mess. <laughs> and and we're trying to say, hey, guys, it's just friction physics. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the feels a tiny bit different, but it's ultimately going to help you with your bunker game. Yeah, it's the same process. So for the, getting back to how do we practice? So we practice, understand who you are. What do you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. We have that five-minute warm-up, which we're going to get into, uh, I think, next episode. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk more about that. And then we've got that 30 to 40-minute bucket of improvement. We are trying to get that low draw, medium draw, high draw, low fade, medium fade, high fade, low straight, medium straight, high straight. Why do I love that straight shot? You're probably never going to use it on a golf course unless you're going through a tree and a recovery shot. That's why I like practicing it. But it's teaching you body awareness. Yeah. So for me, I know I've got crazy hip mobility. So as the video, I look here, I'm going to turn my hips ridiculously instead of my torso. I've got to feel personally like I'm coming way over the top outside in, mm-hmm. which will be straight because yeah. I know my hips lead yeah. all day long. And there's a lot of research out there too, talking about the difference of you know block practice versus more varied practice. And you retain a lot more... Um, you know, skill development when you start varying it up. And so instead of sitting there, let's hit one draw, the stock shot over and over and over again. If you start varying it a little bit, your brain starts to learn, you know, what's going on with your face, your body, all of that. And then you end up learning a whole lot more as you continue practicing this way over time. I'd take that one step further and say, after four attempts of a complex task, let's say stock little draw inside five face two. Once you've done that three times, you're an autopilot. You're yeah, not thinking anything. And you're you're feeling it a bit more as opposed to, you know, your head, you're racking your brain trying to manufacture some shot. So walk away, check your phone, have a putt, then hit another one. One thing I was guilty of at Avondale is I used to be able to hit the 150 sign, not at will, but I tell you, pretty solidly with a with a with a eight iron. And I literally hit the sign and Pat I used to come down and be like, buddy, what's going on? I'm like, ah, I meant to hit a fade and I'd hit a draw and hit the sign. He goes, Dude, you hit the sign. Like, <laughs> relax. 
but I should have practiced my routines a little better. So to that point, after you've done that 30 or 40 minute block, please set some parameters. If if I'm hitting that that chip shot, if I've got five chip shots, do your full routine. Now, say to yourself, right, I've got to get five up and downs before I go to the next segment, or I can't leave to go back to work before I get three chip shots in a row. You've got to put yourself under pressure when you practice. So 30 to 40 minute block of actual improvement, then test yourself. I can't go and work on my putting until I have 10 fades in a row or 10 draws in a row or do my nine shot drill. Mm -hmm. Give yourself some parameters. So therefore you put some pressure on your game. And as we did before, always, always, always finish with 10%, 10 minutes of an hour uh, or thereabouts uh, on routines. Mm -hmm. Gotta work on routines. So if you've done your 30 minutes, say you were, Say I practiced yesterday and I did my nine shot drill and I just couldn't do that draw. So then I did 40 minutes of creating that draw, then finish the target with that pre-shot routine of actually, for me, it's logo on, go through your routine, right arm under, one look at target, pull the trigger and make sure that that pre-shot routine is the last thing you do before you finish your session. I think that's so important. Yeah. And then would you also do that on course? So when you're warming up, if you're pre-round routine there if they've got to arrange the hip balls is going to be similar to how you're practicing absolutely your consistency is going to go through the roof if it starts to match absolutely know, so we playing. talked about this i grab my pitching wedge and i just warm up i just hit 15 20 shots just getting warm i go straight into my nine shot drill on a range with basically a seven iron or a six iron something a little longer work out what I've got, fades or draws, and then I'm going to finish the round with my my pre-shot routine. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you asked a question at Sleepy. You said, do you hit many drivers? And I particularly don't because I'm warm. I know what my driver does. And I just find that it's more about routines and actually understanding what flight I've got, Yeah. whether it's a driver or not. You're not going to fix your driver not right before seconds. the round. No. Yeah. So again, that pre-shot routine, just – Make sure you perfect the routines. And remember when you've, again, five minute warm up, 30 to 40 minute block of improvement, and then that 10 minute of, of, uh, of routines, make sure that routine is all about whether I perfected the routine, the shot is irrelevant. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. So when you're practicing your pre-shot routine, it's about perfecting the routine, not the outcome. The outcome's completely irrelevant. So if I'm doing a pre-shot routine, hitting a high and tight, fade and I hit a draw, but my routine was perfect. Perfect. And then the last thing we do with that, that uh, is create a video. Yeah. What have Recap I done? It. Day? Recap yeah. it. Recap Which is it. huge. And, we and like you said, put it in your own words, make sure that it makes sense to you. And, and you talk about whatever feel you have that day, what you did well, what you didn't, what you want to work on next. And, and then that's what you start, you know, your next practice session love with that. is watch that video and see what you're, you're up for. Today. Yeah. Love that. Beauty golfers, look, thanks for listening to Pivot the Path. And remember, your on-course enjoyment starts with the work you put into your entire game so that you can absolutely own your swing. So keep moving, keep swinging. Happy Christmas. Yeah, happy very Kanaka. happy holidays. Enjoy. Safe holidays, everyone. Keep practicing, keep stretching yep. as that consumption of food gets up. Yeah, yeah, balance. We'll see you next next time. All right, see you next week.